Thanks for joining us at Faith Bible Chapel. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and brings you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service, find a small group, or simply find out more about the church, stop by our website at www.faith.church. Today, we're leaning in on this whole idea that Jesus is the light of the world. And all through December, we're going to be looking um, at Christmas at faith with, hopefully, for all of us, our hearts going to be warmed and moved, and then we're going to celebrate at the pinnacle of our, of our series, Christmas Eve Together with Candlelight Service. And I just believe God's going to do something amazing in your life. And as I was preparing and praying over this today, what I titled this today's message is Illuminate. It's because Jesus is coming to the world to shed light on all of our lives. Amen? And I just, as I was preparing for this today, I, I wrote this, this opening. I just really feel like the Holy Spirit kind of gave it to me. So I, I'm, I'm going to read this and then we're going to get into our message that there was a time in history where no man and no woman or no child could be free from the guilt and the shame of sin in their lives. Though there was a ritual and there was a physical act to push our sin or mistakes down to the next year, every person lived in the darkness of the reality of their mistakes, of their sin, of their broken relationships, of the guilt of addiction, the stain of sexual sin, and the reality that there was not a solution for the darkness that they were in. It was just an act a sacrifice to push it one more year ahead, but it never removed the guilt or the shame. And so humankind strived to live good lives, to do their best, but no matter their efforts, no matter the rules they set up, no matter the rituals they kept, every man, every woman, and every child still fell short and their lives plunged further and further into darkness. Even in their greatest desires as human beings to, to get out of the darkness, to shake off the guilt and the shame. Because they were only human. Because they could do nothing for their own guilt and their own shame. The light of their day never came. Until the plan of God was born in a stable, born in humility to bring his light into a dark and a confused world. And his light, the light of Jesus, broke through. And what was promised to humankind through the prophets that a Savior would be born happened one night. And as the hope of the world became one of us while still maintaining his perfection, he was here. He came here to bring the light that all of mankind desperately needed in his name was Jesus. And as he ministered, as he walked the earth, he stood one day in front of a bunch of people who were longing to find this light. And Jesus spoke this out of John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. How many are thankful for Jesus? Come on. Jesus came as a light into this world, but he also came as a light into your world. Jesus came to shed his life, his light on our lives and to give us hope. And my prayer really through this series is that we will allow Jesus, the light of Jesus, to illuminate, illuminate our purpose, our path, and our hearts. That through this Christmas season, that the light of Jesus would, remo would remove the darkness that is around some of us today, that is in us, 
areas of our own lives that maybe we haven't allowed the light of Jesus to impact, to minister to us. And one of the things I love about Christmas is all the lights. I love the lights. I love the lights on trees. I love putting them up at my house because this is what it does. It communicates to all of the world that Christmas is about light. And we know that that light is Jesus Christ, that he came to be the light of the world. And one of the main messages, actually, of the Bible, as you begin to look into it, is that God is light. And he wants his light to impact you to transform you, to heal you, to guide, help, to help guide us, to forgive. And he wants his light to illuminate our lives. Genesis 1-3 says, God said, let there be light. 1 John 1-5 says, God is light and in him there is no darkness. On the night Jesus was born, the angels put on this spectacular light show in the shepherd's field outside of Jerusalem. And they announced, behold, with the light show going on, behold, born this day in the city of David is a savior and his name is Christ the Lord. When the wise men followed the star, a light guided them. Christmas is a celebration of God's light entering our dark and broken world and entering our dark and broken lives. And I'm sure there are areas of darkness in all of our lives today. Not necessarily evil areas, but maybe areas of our lives that have grown cold. Life circumstances. That all of a sudden there's a darkness, there's a heaviness, maybe in your emotions, in your relationships, and in your heart today. Also, there's a reality of the darkness that comes from our own decisions, from our own sin. Things that we do and we just continue to do them and the darkness that that permeates our lives. And I think we could all realize that there are areas of our lives that need the light of Jesus Christ to illuminate this Christmas season, to bring clarity, to heal your heart, to soften maybe a hardened heart that over time and over circumstances and over pain, it's become calloused in some areas, to lift you up, to help us maybe through addictions that you're facing, to reveal what really is going on in your emotions. And the light of Jesus wants to heal us, wants to love us, and wants to affirm us through this season. And I want to remind you today That nothing we do attracts his light. His light, nothing you do can 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 get that light's attention. If I work harder, if I if I just if I just try to try try to be more religious and I try so much harder to get his light. Listen, he gives his light to us for free. It is available to you, it is a gift to you. You did nothing to earn it. All we need to do is step into his light to embrace his grace and let him work in our lives. And that's what I'm believing God wants to do in all of our lives this Christmas season. Christmas is about Allowing the light of Jesus to warm the cold, dark areas of our lives. And so let's look at some areas that the light of Jesus can help us. You have your notes there today. And this is the benefits, really, of stepping into the light of Jesus this Christmas season. Number one, if you step into it, it helps you understand your purpose. Did you know this? Did you know that before you were born... That God had a purpose for you. I hope you understand that. God created you for a purpose. 
He knit you together in your mother's womb with intention. He knit you together, personality, who you are. He knit you together with, with purpose. And you're not here by accident. And I, I know, I'm very aware that there are accidental parents, but there are no accidental babies. No baby has ever been born and God was like, oh my gosh, where did you come from? I'm going to find some plan for you. The Bible says that God planned. Now listen to this. He planned the days of your life while you were in your mother's womb. Before you were ever born. That's one of the reasons why abortion is so tragic is because it cuts short God's plan and his purposes for that precious child. God has a purpose for your life. And without fully stepping into the light of Jesus, you will flounder and you will wander and you will exhaust your resources and your emotions and your feelings chasing after your purpose. But Jesus came. He brought, God sent his son to be a light into a dark and broken world so you don't have to wonder and wander chasing your purpose or trying to figure out why you're on this earth. There is one foundational truth. That until you get this, you will never understand yourself. Is this God sent his son Jesus so that he could make you a part of his family. That's why he did it. To give you an identity. To give you a purpose. To bring you into his family. To, to mark your life with his life. That's why God sent his son Jesus. That's why Jesus came. And from this reality that you can be a part of God's family, that you are, are a part of God's family, flows everything else about who you are, flows everything else about your relationships, flows everything else about your whole makeup and why you even exist. And God wanted you, think about this, the God of the universe wanted you in his family. He didn't need a family. He wasn't lonely. He's a loving God. And he wanted to create you in order so that he could love you and that you could be in his family. You are alive right now. Think about this. You are alive, breathing, sitting in this room today so that you can be loved by God and that you can love him back. You were created as an object of God's love, of his concern, of his, of his attention, of his care. That's so why Ephesians 1 says this, God decided in advance, come on, say in advance, to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Think about this, God created, like, like, like there was a time when, when the universe didn't exist. It was void. There were no planets, there was no atmospheres, there was no galaxies. God decided to create the entire universe, other planets, other stars, other galaxies, and create our sun and the solar system. And then he made one planet, one planet to make human beings on. One planet. He created the world with just the right rotation of the axis that if it was just a, a degree one way it, we, we would burn up a degree the other way we would freeze to death 
Just the right combination of water and air to sustain life. Then he created you for a reason because he wanted you in his family and he wanted to love you and he wanted you to love him back. That's why all of this exists. It's for you. If you can really understand that, and I hope you can, that even when, 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 when our sin kept us in darkness, to understand this, that God sent his son to die in our place so that we could be in his family. When you realize that the entire universe was created to sustain you so that God could love you and you could love him back. That, that, you, that, that you could give him your adoration and our praise like we did today and he in turn would love us back. That we could be with him and live with him forever. That we could sit at his, at his dinner table and eat with him and fellowship with him and, and talk with him and grow with him. And, and he can speak into our lives and he can shed his life, his life and light into our lives. Once you think of that, you think, man, this is amazing. But not only did God create then God created us, and then he gave his only son for us. Out of Romans 5 says this, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Again, you did nothing to deserve God's love. You were just created as an object of his love. And what you do with your life, your purpose, will only flow from your understanding that you were created to be in God's family. You were created to have a relationship with him. And you will never know your purpose until you fully understand that reality. That you were made to be with him. And his the light of Jesus shines for us to have full clarity of why we were born. This Christmas season... Let's all step into a fresh understanding of God's love for us. Number two, stepping into his life, like the benefit, it brings healing to your life. Jesus came to this earth to bring healing to us. But here's the truth about every one of us. When we need healing or when we get wounded or hurt and when we need healing from hurts and wounds and pain or sin, this is what we do. We hide we hide. I think we picked this up from our great, 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 great grandparents, Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned and they felt, the scripture says they felt ashamed. They were wounded by their own decisions. They were hurt. You know what they did? They hid from God. And we have, when we have things that need to be healed in our lives, we hide those wounds. We cover those wounds. We, we put on facades and we even hide from God. Everyone in this place today has hurts in your life that you're hiding from probably everybody else. And you may be hiding it well today. And you may look like it's all good, but you know, and I know, it's not all good in here. The wounds you have today that need to be healed by the light of Jesus could be something that happened a long time ago. Something that was said to you and it hurt you. Something that was done to you and it hurt you. Something that wasn't done and should have been done and it hurt you. Or maybe it's a hurt about some things that you've done and maybe you regret them. 
Even me talking about them, you can feel the pain coming up and you're ashamed about it and you feel guilty and you've been hiding from it. And you don't want anyone to know because it's painful, it's embarrassing, but it still hurts. But here's the good news. Instead of this Christmas season for maybe if, if this is a difficult season for you or a difficult season because of the hurts in our lives, being, be, instead of the Christmas season being a hurtful one, the Christmas season reminds us that no matter where you are today, no matter what wounds you have, no matter what you're, what you're dealing with, that Jesus Christ can heal it. Jesus Christ, the light of him can touch you, can warm these areas of darkness in your life, whether it's betrayal, maybe it's resentment, maybe it's worry, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's fear, maybe it's bitterness, maybe, maybe whatever. Jesus Christ can heal your hurt he is the light of the world. And this is why Jesus, as he ministered, he said, Come to me, all of you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Step into my light, and I will heal you, and I will minister to you. All those who are in pain, all those who are broken, all those who are hurting, come to me, and I will heal you. I will give you rest. Jesus stated himself, he did not come to this world for those who are perfect. He came to this world for those who are hurting, and that's every one of us in this room. That's good news. This is good news during this Christmas season. It's good news that Jesus came. Luke 2, when the angels announced that when the, to the shepherds, this is what the angels said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The light of Jesus is good news. And it's just not to illuminate our hearts for salvation it's to illuminate our hearts to be healed our hearts to be put back together our emotions to be straightened and for us to receive the healing that Jesus came to give stepping into the light of Jesus number three it helps you see what God is really like Jesus came to shed his light on us so that we can understand what God's really like. You can't understand what God is like. You cannot. Until you are in a relationship with Jesus. His light allows you to see clear. His light allows you to, to, to see him. To see God for who he is. John 12 says this. Jesus was speaking. He said, I've come into the world as a light. So that no, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. This is why Jesus came. Jesus' light dismantles the lies about God that the culture has pushed on us or that Satan has pushed on you. His light illuminates the truth about us, about how valuable we are to him, about our purpose and the reality that we serve an incredible, loving God who's extending his hands to all of us today. Jesus came to show us what God is like. There's an old saying about Jesus coming that says this, if God had wanted to relate to ants, he would have become an ant. If he wanted to relate to dogs, he would have become a dog. But he wanted to relate to you. So he became human so you could understand what God's really like. This is so important for us to understand. Because when you don't know what God is like, when, you, when, when you're not for sure, you, you, you can have the tendency to be afraid of him, to avoid him, to run from him. And you don't bring him your problems. 
I used to have a view of God when I was younger that he, he was just waiting to, to, to slap me around a little bit. Because he really didn't. He, 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 he loves me, but I don't think he likes me. I, I don't know if he actually wants to be around me. I don't know. He's always disappointed in me because I'm, I'm always messing up. And, and, I, and he's always dis, I always saw God's face as disappointed. Why did, I, why did I see it that way? Because I didn't understand what God was really like. When you really see what God's like, you, you're going to trust him. You're going to come to him. When you have a problem, you're not going to try to figure it out on your own. You're going to come to God. And you're going to trust him and you're going to worry less. You're going to be less stressed out and freaked out. You're going to relax a little bit. And you're going to walk in the goodness of a good God that's been revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. And you're going to say, why wouldn't I go to God? Because Jesus is the exact representation of what God is like. And he's loving and he's kind and he's caring. And he says, come to me, all of you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. This is so important because some people, again, we have these distorted views of God. And you can get them from friends. Sitting around, you can get this distorted view of, of, about God because of friends or because of parents, because of some blog you read or some website you watched or some YouTube video or, or some, some, maybe a church that has this false view of God that you got to work harder and work harder and work harder and you're never going to measure up. There are a lot of images about God. But when you see God for really who he is, the response is, why wouldn't I go to him? Why wouldn't I trust him? Why wouldn't in my, in my deepest moments of anxiety, why wouldn't I call out to him? Because he's waiting for me. He's longing for me because I'm in his family. And he's, he's there. He's my father. And he, he cares for me. And, and he, he wants me to come to him. For my own children, if my own children were struggling and anxious and upset, I wouldn't want them to just stay alone in their room and just rehearsing. I want them to come to me because I want to comfort them. I want to give them a, a new perspective. I want to help them see, hey, listen, I know this is a difficult situation, but it's going to be all right, and I'm going to help you walk through it. That's what God is like. He cares for us. Most people that are not looking to Jesus to define who God is, what happens is they make God in their own image. Instead of realizing we were made in God's image, God is not made in our image. And I'm so grateful for that because God is perfect. God is loving because God doesn't react. God doesn't have a bad day and, and take it out on the kids. God doesn't have a, 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 be stressed out at work and then, and then is, is short when I try to talk to him. Jason, just leave me alone. I just had a rough day today. He doesn't do that. He's perfect in how he, respond, how he responds to us. And if we look at Jesus, we know this is what God is like. John 14, Jesus said this, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. If you want to know what God's like, Look at Jesus. As we look at Jesus, we see that God is compassionate. He is, he is loving. He is powerful. He is controlled. He's not a hothead. He's full of passion. And he's forgiving. And he wants us not to be held in the grip of sin. And he wants us to step into his light and have the life that he paid for. Come on. I think all of us should make a decision. God, I want you to have the life that you paid for through my life. I want you to get what you paid for. 
And that's my, that is, that's me walking in freedom. That's me walking in joy. That's you understanding the goodness of God and walking in the peace that surpasses the understanding of a crazy world that we live in. And number four, the last point, the benefit of the light of Jesus is that it illuminates your path and it guides your steps. The book of John records Jesus making this statement again. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. My family plays this game called the game in the dark at home. Has anyone ever played this game? We got the game from one of our elders' family, the Rollins, they, they taught us this game, and they passed it on to us, and I love this game. It's like, it's like hide-and-go-seek in your house, but it's with all the lights off, and it's pitch black. It's freaky. And it's scary walking around your house when it's pitch black. You're scared because you, you're going to break another toe, and you're going to hit your head on stuff. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna hit your shin on, on some table. And it's frightening because on our demented family, we scare each other when you're walking around too. But you're it and people are hiding and you're trying to walk around and find them and you have a pillow. And the point is once you find them hiding somewhere, you hit them with the pillow, then you run and hide. And you run like this because you're, you're, you know you're going to die. But it's frightening. And a lot of our fears in our lives are because we can't see clearly. We're scared. What, what if? What if this happens? And what if that happens? And of course, every one of us in this room are going to experience dark days because it's just a part of life or dark seasons. And when, when you are in those dark days and those dark seasons, you need a guiding light. You can't do this alone. You can't figure out stuff alone. You need God's light. You need God's guidance in your life. And what we do normally is when we come to a problem or a dark day that we can't control, that we can't, there's nothing we can do. We tried this, we tried this, and, oh my gosh, and you're stressed out and you're freaked out and you don't know what to do. When we're uncertain about our lives, we think, since I can't do anything about the problem, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to what I'm used to. And we try to find our own light, to shed light on our own ways. And we think, you know what I need? Uh, because I'm stressed out or because this, I'm in a dark season, you know, I, I need another relationship. That, that, will, that will help me. Or you know what? I, I need a divorce. That's, that's what's going to help me bring clarity to my pathway because this, I just need a divorce. Or I need more money. That, that will shed light on my life. Or you know what? I need to move. That's what it is. I need to move to another place, another town. Or I need a bigger house. That's going to help me. That's going to help shed light on my pathway. Or when we face situations we can't control, we think this, you know what I'll do that'll bring light to me? I'll start controlling the people in my life more and more because that way it'll, it'll help me understand. Or I need more alcohol. That will help me. That will help me. Or more sex. 
or I need another job, or I need another church. And we're looking for guiding lights to help us shed light, or trying to change something in our lives that, that can bring us clarity. But what you really need is the guiding light of Jesus Christ in your life. That's what you need. You need the light of Jesus to steady your emotions. To allow his light to guide you and to guard your path. This is what Christmas is all about. It's about recognizing that Jesus came to be the only one true light that can satisfy us, that can illuminate the path of our lives, that can guide our steps and can guard our lives forever. My challenge to all of us today is what areas of your life have been lacking the light of Jesus? Maybe it's a thought pattern. Maybe it's a temptation that you've given into several times. Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's a hurt. Maybe it is betrayal. There have been some of you who have, you have been planning your divorce in your mind for months and months. You're just waiting, you're just waiting for the right time because you think that's, that's what I need. That's going to give me the joy that I need in my life. Let me tell you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie. What areas have we not allowed the light of Jesus to shine in? And this Christmas season is going to be the time that we allow the warmth of the light of Jesus in our lives. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's the relationship with your kids. Whatever it may be. The light of Jesus is shining. Let's take a step into it and allow it to transform us. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, check our website at www.faith.church.